the sun is out slightly, but about 20 minutes ago, it was very dark, very windy, and very rainy. Very gushing. Like everything is soaked, and it only rained for about half an hour. So it was quite a yeah, violent that's, storm. It's um, kind of been life in Omaha. It's like you think that Fargo is temperamental with its weather, but like here, it's just like imagine, so much more finicky. Like imagining North Dakota with no Minnesota next to it. Well, I suppose it's Missouri. There is, but there's also just like lots and lots of open land here. Yeah. Nothing to stop all of those. It's been, been pretty hot down there, too. We got up to 100 yesterday. Intermittently, yeah. It was, uh, it's been over 100 several times. It was 98 today. Yeah, we're about, we're about on par up here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately for the family reunion we had on Saturday, it, uh, it only got into the mid-80s. And it was windy all day, so it was actually kind of cool, which I was okay with, but it made the mm-hmm. picnic part a little difficult. But... It was good to reconnect with some family members on my mom's side, and overall, pretty pretty good weekend. Just managed to celebrate Father's Day with my pops, and uh, slash late Michelle's birthday. Um, you so, also got to wish my brother a happy Father's Day too. That is true. I did. Um, we uh, let's see. I suppose that's probably the last time I'll be seeing Father David before he goes to his new assignment. Yes, because I next think this weekend weekend's is like officially last before they uh, move. Yeah, next weekend they're having the the potluck goodbye dinner and final mass at yep. Sacred Heart anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting to meet the new guy. Apparently, he's pretty cool. Now, did you guys have Corpus Christi festivities on Sunday? We at IPF have basically nothing on Sundays, so it's kind of free reign to go around the Omaha area. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went to a Corpus Christi procession at St. Peter's Church here in Omaha. I was at... It was, uh, it was very nice. I was at uh, Sacred Heart on Sunday, so they, they were having their Eucharistic procession on Friday since it's the Feast of the Sacred Heart and kind of their parish um, feast day. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. But yeah, it's, it sounded like they were doing them all over the place. Even at Holy Rosary, they were doing a Eucharistic Which we started apparently. last year. Oh, really? When okay. I was there, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I did the whole incense, the wow. Blessed Sacrament walking backwards thing. We did a very short procession because it was in the hundreds that day. Yeah. Mm. Would have we been basically about went that. around the block. Would have been about that this year, too, so... <laughs> Kudos to the uh, servers and people, the priests and everybody investments on a day like that. Mm-hmm. I've been there. It's yeah. not fun. <laughs> I elected for the alb. I didn't want to do cassock and surplus. Well, the surplus that hot. with with the white, it does reflect some of the heat, but it's but it's, it's also an extra layer, and it's a pretty thick thing yeah, too. That's true. Mm-hmm. Depending on like, some parishes have like the really thin, slippery surpluses for some reason, and others. Like are really thick. It's great when we did that one Eucharistic procession on campus in December, which was a horrible idea, but it was really cool because we got pictures of Eucharistic procession in the snow. But it sucked because our ears were, or our hands and ears were freezing serving it, 
and two of the servers passed out when we got back inside the church. Oh, that was that was freshman year. So that was that was kind of a wild ride. But um, they do they the Newman Center annually does like a Eucharistic procession. I'm not sure if they've been able to recently, but um, it's been a little difficult to get anything going in the temporary building and an unfinished yeah. building. Yep. So, uh, but and the fact that it's, it's been COVID and you don't want to have large groups of people all of walking that around too. campus together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it was it was a cool tradition, and uh, after that, we switched it to October, which worked much better because a lot less likely to be thirteen below during October. Although you never really know. I mean, it, it could. It has been in the past. Yeah. So. Uh, Let's see, what else is new? How was your uh, silent retreat? Oh, the land of Notaki was very blessed. Good. It, Good. The Lord had many graces in store for me. Uh, it would take the whole episode to do them justice, so let us just say that God is good. good. All the time. All the time. All the Indeed. time. Um, I have learned something new. Uh, so I, I learned w- about one of our two listeners recently, uh, has been my mom. Oh. Yeah. Hello, Tracy. Mm. So if you're listening, hello. <laughs> I'm bringing hello. it up like she you didn't want longer, me to do. She lasted longer than my mom. <laughs> she didn't yeah, I was like, get through the first five minutes. Yeah, I was like, really? You, Good job. You, you listen to this? And she's like, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I like listen, hear, hearing my children talk. Wow. And apparently, we have some good things to say sometimes. I guess so, we yeah. need to like watch what we say. Ah, uh, nah. At this point, it's we, too late. The way we run this show is clean enough that there yeah. is nothing that moms would object to. Probably. I um, mean, my mom would be weirded out by some of the things, but not like totally oh, sure, scandalous. Like nothing you know? objectionable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, that's not far from the point of our show. So yeah. Well, but, thank uh, you for like, listening. We are, we are totally unapologetic about our memory, and yeah. we're just going to keep doing it. Not that it would be any use um, apologizing, because it's sort of more or less ingrained at this point. And, and I'll be honest, I, I don't things... think we could continue doing the show without it. Yeah. Like, pretty much. That's just our interpersonal chemistry. Yeah. And some of the things I grew up doing and saying with my siblings, Remain I think constant. this is nothing new. Yeah. Remain <laughs> just, constant. Just a little more... Um, a developed, shall we say. <laughs> mm-hmm. The humor style of my family is more like along the psychological warfare lines. So um, this, the sort of silly babble, as uh, my mom would see it, is maybe a little less appealing. We have always been pure, unadulterated silliness. Yes. So. My, my dad's siblings are purely silly with each other sometimes, too. <laughs> there are some family reunions. We have recorded some skits. Uh, that are kind of wild. I believe it. Uh, my dad wore a dress. I will say nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing your dad. <laughs> I would put, not put it past him. I, I was going to say, yeah, we, you know, we we try to bill ourselves as a Catholic podcast and we take the Sixth Commandment seriously, you know, with our unadulterated silliness. So, yes. Uh, we, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Oh, gosh. Uh, In other new things, the new Hollow Knight trailer. There was no release date yet, which bummed me out, but it's 
coming free to Game Pass, I guess. What was like? Was there like E3 or what was the game video game? Um, thing it's the the guy that does the game awards. He did oh, like okay. a summer something called Summer Games Fest, I believe. Okay, yep. Uh, there was because some E3 reveals. isn't happening this year. I watched the donkey summary and he didn't sound all that. Of course, he's never impressed. But like, uh, there was no Mario or Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it didn't sound like there was a ton going on, but a few exciting things, a few interesting and things. And also, here. new th- interesting thing in my world is Stormgate. Ooh. Okay, which is the new RTS by Frost Giant Games, who are a bunch of old Blizzard employees ah, that made okay. Warcraft Three and Starcraft Two. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I am very excited about that. Other cool games news is uh this week i figured out a way to capture my 3ds oh, on, that's right yeah uh on my computer uh you don't uh, there's a mod out there that where you can stream your video through the internet and if you have your the program set up with your 3ds's ip address and stuff uh you can pull up the video on your computer on your computer so I can capture and stream that over Discord to my siblings so we can play games or if we wanted to... There's not that many 3DS games I really recommend. It's a pretty but like, cool setup. <laughs> it's a pretty cool setup. And I the weird thing is it captures the video but not the audio. So I have to plug in an aux cable into the microphone in. And then I have to... I'm surprised that works, honestly. Yeah. Like a lot of the times it's like, this should work, but it's not because the computer's being dumb, but it sounds like it, it works. It just fine. Nice. And then um, the I had to set up OBS to capture the audio and play it back as a monitor so I could actually hear it and then also capture the video that was already being... So it was a kind of a roundabout setup, but I got it to work. And then I streamed the OBS window through Discord to share it with uh, people there. Nice. So it's just... That was a fun little adventure experiment as, as, watching as two YouTube said, tutorials. You voided the warranty. Like they're pulling support for the 3DS eShop. The warranty doesn't matter at this point. I bought yeah. it secondhand anyway. Yeah. I suppose uh speaking of things no longer being supported, Internet Explorer is finally dead. F. Somebody somebody made F a memorial stone for it that says Internet Explorer you were great for installing other browsers. <laughs> this is like a, a, the epitaph. It's like a granite. Like I, I suppose it could have been photoshopped, but so the article went around. Um, but yes, I lots of frustration just trying to upload a Word document to my homeschool curriculum site to turn in a test or an assignment over the years. So good riddance, I say. Oh, Internet Explorer. You mm. walked so everybody else could run. Yep. Back when Internet Explorer was OG and it was like the best browser out there, those were good days. But True. those were like the early 2000s. That was by Like default, the end though. of the AOL era. Yeah. It was sort well, of the I best mean, browser Safari by default. existed and was right, a competitor. Right. And there were other browsers out there like Netscape and other stuff like that. True. It's like it kind of was top of the line for a while, and then Firefox came out. And yep, then they rested on their laurels. The trouble I ended up having with Firefox is that like every update, it would just get more and more sluggish, and then Chrome came along. Yeah, because they did Chromium, and Chromium is it's very heavy. I'm. Re- Do you guys remember any like the marketing for Chrome? Like no. when when they were first like pushing it. I just remember seeing ads where they'd be like, 
this is how long it takes to refresh a web page in Chrome. And it would show something in slow motion that was like slightly slower. I don't know what it was about that, but that just stuck in my brain. Then it was good advertising. Yeah, I guess so. He like 12 years later, <laughs> which is weird to be able to say like, I'm only 25, but it's weird to be able to remember things more than a decade with clarity in the past. Also, you're now 25. I am 25. Yes. That is something I don't think has happened since the last. The, yeah, that was between this podcast and last because of the way the recording ended up being. But well, no, that would have happened regardless. Uh, so I guess when I when we released the last episode, yeah, I turned 20 or I just turned. No, whatever. It was Tuesday. I turned 25 last Tuesday. Congratulations. Um, you're a square. Yes. As Nathan so kindly pointed <laughs> Mathematically out. Mathematically speaking. Yep. <laughs> and from I, the point of view of a certain culture. Yes. Who <laughs> Nathan existentially. Uh, like just had to share. All, it's funny though. Like all he did was send me the screenshot of the text you sent him. <laughs> it was just me saying, hey, five times five is 25. He's a square. Bully him. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, he's was, the first of us to go. Yeah. Yes. And I am shortly to follow. Yes. Uh, in about, what, a week and a half? We're in two podcast episodes. Yeah. Actually, when we release the next podcast episode, Nathan will be 25. Yes. Cool beans. And then, yeah. Riley, you're about a month from Another now. week and a half after that. Yeah. So, yes, our aging month continues apace. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Palladian aging month. That's what we need to. We need to uh, reclaim uh, this month in our society. But it doesn't actually inhabit a calendar month. It's just like middle of June to middle of July. It's like Palladian aging month. We raise awareness for the fact that we Palladian aging slightly more than a month. Yeah, yeah. Because twenty-two minus fourteen is not zero. Uh, I mean, yeah. Fair enough. Um, speaking of not zero, we're the Palladian Papists. I'm James. I'm Nathan. And I'm Riley. Uh, we are doing another philosophical on Megamind. In a world where one man will decide whether to pull a lever and kill one man, or not pull a lever and allow five people to die, find out in Philosophical. So yes, I apologize for the ear, uh, the ear trashing bumper right now. I will eventually come up with a fix for it, but it is what it is. Uh, so yes, Megamind, the yes. DreamWorks film, which I believe came out. What was it? Twenty? Gosh, this movie might be older than I think it is. Um, <laughs> two thousand eight. Uh, I don't no, think it's that old. No, it wasn't that old. Two thousand ten. Okay, it came out in two thousand. I know it was the same year as Despicable Me, and so oh yeah, the other oops. Uh, villain turned good marketing juggernaut uh kind of overshadowed it yeah simply due to exposure i suppose um and also being minion to be marketable yeah this one has a minion too though that's true it does and his name is just minion it doesn't have yellow overall yellow denim overall wearing creatures no it has uh, became the mascot of boomer facebook moms for a time mm-hmm. no it has a uh fish furry robot so uh let's see so megamind you have um 
essentially uh, what looks almost like a Superman origin story, right? You have a little mega mind, you know, born on this planet. He's a little blue alien by the DWI. And uh, he, uh, his, his planet is about to get blowed up. So his parents put him on a ship and send him to the next inhabitable planet in hopes that he might have a better life there. So um, along the way, another evacuating ship um, bonks into his with another baby on board with the same general idea. I think the two planets were like crashing into each other. Um, uh, And uh, Megamind's ship gets pushed off trajectory and he ends up in a prison when uh, the other baby tur- crashes into a rich, rich family's, family's home house on like Christmas, I think. So, Something like that. Uh, Megamind ends up being raised by the the some, somehow he's the like <laughs> he's just adopted. He's adopted by the prisoners and is forced to like live like a prisoner, <laughs> even though he hasn't done anything. He's literally a baby. Um, but uh, Metro Man is the other kid, um, and so over the years as they grow up. Uh, you know, by circumstances, Megamind's like, you know what? I think everybody's rejecting my uh, inventions and, you know, not accepting me. I think I'm just going to lean into this whole bad guy thing. Maybe that's what I was meant to be. Because as his uh, parents were sending him away on his ship, they're like, it's your destiny too. And then the thing closes and he goes away. It's like, I don't know what my destiny is. I didn't finish that. Maybe my destiny is to be evil. Mm -hmm. I can live with that. That'll work. Yeah. So that's what he rolls with. Uh, and uh, with, with Megamind went on the ship as this little minion companion who was like this thing in, a, in like a fishbowl. But he later in life uh, makes a mech suit that minion gets to walk around with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mega, you know, and then Megamind becomes the goody two-shoes. Um, it's not Megamind. Uh, Metro, Metro Man becomes the goody two-shoes. Uh, a dollar store super, Superman. Dollar store Superman. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt in the 3d animated flesh and um, so they go back and forth they have this big superhero villain rivalry until one fateful day megamind's like "Ooh, i have the ultimate trap and uh they lure um mega man or metro man once again to uh to an abandoned observatory where his where he thinks his a reporter supposedly girlfriend is the lowest lane of the yeah what's the picture name? Because she's... Uh, she becomes a, a major play, player in the yep. whole story. Roxanne Ritchie. The, yes. Uh, Rox! So <laughs> she she's abducted. Uh, Megamind breaks out of prison once again. They trap um, Metro Man in this observatory. And, and something starts to... to go wrong. Although in like a way that's advantageous. Metro Man can't seem to get out of this observatory. Try as he might. And they're getting ready to shoot a laser powered by the sun at him. And he and he's like, Oh man, my weakness is copper. I I can't get out. You're you're, you're kidding, right? <laughs> and before they can stop the laser, it zaps Metro Man and he's gone. All that's left is uh is the skeleton. Just a pile of bones. And Megamind's like, I can't believe it. I won. I can just take over the city now. So he takes over the city now. And, uh, you know, he just walks into City Hall, sets up shop in his office, and is just kind of celebrating. 
Meanwhile, After... everybody's missing Metro Man, including yeah. Roxanne, who is one of his big supporters. Yep. Uh, so her and her cameraman are doing uh, sad stories about how Me- Metro Man's dead, and her cameraman's like, "Hey, you want to come by my place later? We'll have a good f- cheer we'll you up bouncy a bit." Castle, like bouncy castle, <laughs> and she turns him down because he's you know not not really in- she's not really interested. It's like, ah, oh, dang it! They She's don't like Jonah Hill houses. in the animated flesh. They, 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 they don't like bouncing houses. They like clowns, you idiot. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of the Hal? I think Hal is, is his name. Yeah, yeah, Hal, um, the cameraman. So, over a few weeks, um, Megamind starts to get a little bored with his victory because, after all, with Metro Man being gone, uh. It's, He's lost the yin to his yang. You can't really be a villain without a hero to oppose you, right? It's yeah. like that that's how the, the What good is absolute works. power? Anyway. So one night he goes to the memorial statue of uh Metro Man and also there in mourning is uh Roxanne. Um I forget how exactly it happens, but uh Mega uh, Megamind like uses his watch to steal the face of uh the janitor. And, and uh, to disguise himself, he's like, oh, I don't want to be seen here mourning my enemy. Yep. And he blows up the statue. He's like, I came here to mourn and to blow this thing up. <laughs> and he like brings in disguise, brings Roxanne out of the building. Um, and so over time in disguise, Metro uh, Megamind starts to build up a friendship with Roxanne and um, kind of starts to have a thing for her. But you know he's got to keep his secret because she could never, she could never like him if he if she knew what he really was, and so he comes up with this bright idea. Um, what if he were to create a new superhero that he could fight? So right. he there's, does a bunch there's of, a couple of key ingredients that you need for a superhero. Mm-hmm. You need superpowers. You need a tragic origin story type of thing. Yep. Uh, and you need a good candidate. Yep. So uh, he's. Going around town looking for somebody to shoot with this giant syringe with the uh, superhero stuff. With like the DNA of Metro Man in it. Yep. And he accidentally shoots Hal with it. The cameraman. Um, Oh, and then over the course of time, Roxanne, like in their relationship, has been like, you know, being a journalist, trying to shine a light on the uh, things that are going wrong in the city. Um, uh, Megamind starts nefariously cleaning up the streets. And, you know, getting rid of the trash and making things nice around town. Minion's starting to get a little leery of this because, like, I thought we were doing the whole evil thing. But anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, Hal discovers he's got superpowers all of a sudden. And so... Uh, and then Megamind shows up in a new disguise and is like... I am your space dad. <laughs> Hal. You, you, you're, you're I am my- your father. <laughs> So he starts to train him up as uh, uh, to be a superhero, and he's got all of Me- uh, Metro Man's powers. So right? He can he's fly. He's Superman. He can yeah, shoot the, the lasers from his eyes. He's super strong. All this stuff. Does and he tell them to to give them the plant? Nope. Nope. Mm. I can't let you do that. Dave. Yeah. Um. He uh, and so once he's trained up, he's like, "All right, I dub the Titan. You're the new superhero." It's like, "Why'd you call me Titan?" That's the only name I could trademark. <laughs> <laughs> he gives him a suit and he's like okay go get ready to battle megamind and he goes oh, back to being... superhero always gets the girl doesn't he yo yep and guess who's the girl that, that Hal would Hal... like to get it's roxanne so uh 
he's like, all right, go get ready to fight uh, um, Megamind. And then he goes back to being Megamind and he builds this giant mech suit. He's like, all right, we're going to battle just like the old days with me and Metro Man. Uh, but Hal has got all this power and Metro Man suits up. He's got this giant or mech Megamind. suit. Or Megamind. They both begin I keep with thinking, him. Yeah. Uh, he gets this giant mech suit already and he's going to fight and uh, Titan never shows. So he goes to his apartment. He's like, hey, what's the deal, dude? Like, why aren't we fighting? He looks around the apartment. There's all this like very expensive stuff that's just kind of adorning this tiny little apartment. And uh, tight. And Hal's like, this doesn't belong to me. And he's decided to become a villain himself because it's more fun. And he had tried to basically kidnap um, Roxanne and force her to go on a date with him. And she's like, no. He's like, I thought if I was a hero, I'd get the girl. And like, That's she, not how it works. Right. You're not even a good guy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, by accident on a date, um, Roxanne finds out that Megamind is not Bernard. He is, in fact, Megamind. Um, and so she gets very huffy with him and angry at him and walks out on him. Yep. As, also, to as be does Minion. I forget what exactly their fight was. Well, about. their fight was you. You like Roxanne, and you're you're. I'm not well, cool with that. You're the bad guy. You mm-hmm. don't get the girl. Yep. So they they have this little falling out. Um, and uh, Megamind ends up getting into a fight with Titan and gets the crap beat out of him. And now Titan's going crazy and like blowing up the city. Because he's got, he's basically unstoppable. So, um, although he even busted out of um, Mega Mind's ultimate trap, he he made, made a copper. cage out of copper, but he just popped Un, out, unfazed, un, un. So like, well, crap, we got to go to one of Metro Man's old uh, bases to try to see if we can learn something about his powers to try to stop uh, Titan. So yeah, Mega Mind and Roxanne are teamed up again. They're headed to. One of my them. old schulhouse, <laughs> uh, where they go to the schoolhouse, which they find out is uh, wasn't one of Me- uh, Metro Man's uh, uh, Fortress uh, of Solitude. For- Fortress of Solitude, basically. And they're like, "Wait a minute, there's ice in this glass. Somebody's here right now." And they turn around, and there is definitely not dead Metro Man, sporting a beard and a robe and a bunch of music memorabilia for some reason. He's like, "Yeah." That day when you quote unquote killed me, I uh, went into super speed and kind of had a long, quick thought about what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I wasn't feeling very fulfilled with the whole hero thing. I decided I really wanted to pursue my passion as a singer. And so I faked my death and became a country musician. And he tries to demonstrate, but he just has a terrible voice. But somehow he's still successful because he's Metro Man. Um, He's like... They're like, well, you're the only one who can stop uh, Titan. He's going crazy. He's like, no, I found my path in life. You need to find your path in life, little buddy. Um, and so that sort of forces uh, Megamind to rethink his role in society, whether or not he was truly meant to be a bad guy. And so he gets into a fight with uh, with Titan. You know, like Minion comes back to help him out. They do a little fake out where it's like, Minion in disguise as Metro Man to try to freak out Titan and get him to leave. <clears throat> and the, the goal being they're going to take the superhero power-inducing pill that actually got shot up Hal's nose and try to extract it. Uh, the fight doesn't go terribly well. Um, Megamind in the battle ends up getting dropped from like multiple stories high in the sky while trying to save Roxanne. Um, 
and uh, he's sort of saved last minute by the dehydrating gun, and he lands in a fountain, um, you know, saved by um, Minion. And I think they managed to extract the little uh, superhero power thing from Hal, so he's not powered anymore. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Minion's like, oh, I'm dying. Oh, I've sacrificed myself for you. And then Mega Mind just nonchalantly picks him up and throws him in the fountain because he, you know, he's a water creature, so he's not actually dead. So it's a happy ending. Uh, Mega Mind bucks the uh, bucks the the trope. He's the bad guy who became a good guy, and he got the girl. So uh, that's the end of the movie. He's yeah. a good guy now. It's taking some adjusting time. He's not mm-hmm. used to positive attention, but yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think at one point, oh yeah, they do like sort of a mirror of like the appreciation rally that Metro Man right. had at the beginning, the mo- and he's like, "All right, now hand over your wallets," and everyone stops like, "Uh, what? Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha." <laughs> so, that's that's Mega Mind in a nutshell. So, I believe yeah, we've we've all seen Mega Mind, yeah. I have not actually seen. Oh, you haven't? oh really? Well, there's a lot more to like. That was a very condensed version of the plot. You've gotten better mm-hmm. at the uh, at the summaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and being, you know, an animated movie, it's uh, not too terribly difficult to sum up. So I guess uh, what, are, what are some things you liked about Megamind, Nathan? I like how intelligently it's written. Yeah. For like a kid's animated film, it doesn't feel like it's talking down at all. And I mm. always appreciate those because on the one hand, it's like, oh yeah, fun superheroes flying around and beating each other up when you're a kid. But then when you're an adult, it's like, oh, there's kind of an interesting interesting romance here. There's kind of an interesting uh, like Dealing discussion, tropes. discussion about your tropes and your stereotypes and how do you respond to those. Forging an identity for yourself and all that. Like, because um, we're... We're not destined for evil, mm-hmm. right? That's like nobody is. Maybe, and that's very evident in Megamind's character because, like, he only happened to land in a prison. He only, you know, he you know kind of got the short end of the stick with like no, not being able to make friends and anything like that. And Metro Man, and his own right, was sort of forced into this box where he's like the golden boy. Yeah, he he's had everything he ever wanted, so he doesn't know what he wants. Mm-hmm. And Megamind kind of runs into the same problem when he wins the battle and takes over the city. He's like, mm-hmm. well, crap. Now that I've gotten this thing I've been pursuing my whole life, was it worth it? Mm-hmm. And he tries to sort of revive what his old life was with disastrous consequences. He's like, because mm. it turns out it takes a lot more than powers to make a hero. Yeah. And it turned, he was sort of running against the current um, in that he was like trying to relive his past when he was really supposed to forge a new like life for himself as like undergo a change as a character in, in general there's like kind of a big nature versus nurture theme mm-hmm. where it's like sure we all have a fallen nature but it's not we're also made for good right yeah like, it's not his nature to be evil that's just the unfortunate circumstances driving him to make that decision Maybe he doesn't have to be... Maybe he's not an evil genius. Maybe he's just an, a genius. Right. So. And it was kind of neat to see in that final battle all of his gadgets and such yeah. that were being used for evil earlier, like mm-hmm. the dehydration gun used in his prison break oh, or yeah. when he didn't like people, right? I, I think I think he dehydrated Bernard, actually. Yeah, there, there's a bit where, like, at the end, like, at, like a post credit scene where, like, Minion's doing laundry and then he, like, throws 
<laughs> some of Mega Mind's like pants in the wash, and then there's like a couple people like rehydrate out of the washing machine. Right. It's like you've left those dehydrated cubes in your pants pocket again. All right, here's the forget me stick. <laughs> Just, but like it was neat to see the flip where at the beginning of the movie he's has all these inventions he's using for evil, but at the end, like, no, there's actually an application for good mm-hmm. here. And his parents were right. There he was capable of great things. Um he it turns out he had just sort of filled in the blanks on what he thought his destiny was supposed to be um in a rather misguided way yeah um but yeah it's witty dialogue the voice acting's great like you have will ferrell you have um and i like how jonah hill um, this is Brad from Pitt, <laughs> his metro man i mean this is 2010 uh dreamworks but it doesn't real fall back on some of the child gross out humor yeah that DreamWorks had been known for for yeah, a while. DreamWorks was on sort of a dry spell because all they knew how to make was Shrek movies for like 10 years. And um, there was a couple of good ones in there. but like Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda was good. Chicken Run was good. Um, stuff but, like that. But this was like in, like in 2010, this was like sort of where they kind of got back on track a little bit. I mean, can you truly say they got completely back on track when well, they, 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 they also screwed made up Boss Baby? That. Well, they they had like monsters versus aliens. They or whatever. found a, a niche that was good. You know, they it hit was the sort right of a diamond spot. in the rough. Yeah, an unexpected yes. success. Um, but yeah, let's see. I guess we'll I I could never like forgive Boss Baby's existence. <laughs> <laughs> it also has a sequel for some reason because that needed to happen, and it definitely a didn't TV need show. to happen. Oh, sure. I, just the like fact Netflix that Netflix original thing, something like that. Yeah, Back that, that a Boss Baby won animated film of the year over a silent voice. It's just tragic. <sighs> yeah, but we've brought that up enough times. We've brought yeah. that. We've beat that dead horse to death. Yep. Um, any other cool things about Megamind before we go into the uh, analysis? I mean, just. I don't think there's a whole lot that... I mean, we've already talked about some things that might arguably fit into the analysis. Right. But, like, aside from the fact that it's just a refreshingly, surprisingly good and mature animated film, and Mm -hmm. mature in a, like, mental and emotional way, way, not in a content way, you know? Yeah, it's very very accessibly presented, but still well executed. And and I, I like how... I mean, this was a... The beginning of Marvel stuff, right? And yeah, right. There was a lot of, uh, of but this one yeah. subverted the tropes of superhero yeah. stories in the, ways that I were interesting. 2010. This was pre Avengers one, right? When this came out, so it was like just MCU was just starting to rev up. But it's like superhero stories had been around for a while, yeah. and this is obviously yeah. riffing on your Superman Lex Luthor dynamic with the mm-hmm. brains versus the all powerful godlike being. Yeah. Megamind is one of those movies where I'm glad it came out when it did because they didn't feel the need to make sequels of it. Right? They could. It was good to leave it as a standalone. They did like an animated. They did like a short, like right. where, where like Megamind's doing a garage sale of all his old like evil stuff, and it goes a little off the rails with like this AI he forgot he built. Oh sure. So uh, it was that. That's kind of a fun little thing. But yeah, there's no like proper sequel, which I think is totally fine. Yeah, I mean as as a story on its own, it. That makes its point, mm-hmm. and then I, goes home. I like I like a story that is yeah that knows when to go home when it's 
done well. I, I'd so rather get... we can expect the sequel in 2025. Yeah, because because that yeah. will have been 15 years after at the least original. When DreamWorks following the pattern of the Incredibles, at least when like if DreamWorks is still around at that point, we'll see. It was somebody threatening to buy them. No, they've just been kind of. Yeah. I can't think. I can't think of the last DreamWorks movie that came out. Every time I see a good movie by DreamWorks, I'm like, "Wait, DreamWorks made that?" Because they came well, out strong. Like they started out where they had like, well, obviously Shrek, but also like the Road to El Dorado, uh, Prince of Egypt, Pr- Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt's a phenomenal <laughs> film, actually. Yeah. So they had some great. But that stuff was for... before they started doing CGI. 3D, yeah. Yeah. That was before everybody did 3D. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was like, you know, Chicken Run and a few other things. Um, and then they, yeah, there was kind of a dry spell where all they knew how to do was Shrek sequels and Megamind. And then Shark Tale. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Shark Tale happened. Will Fish. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, I guess. Without... I guess now, now did we... the How to Train Your Dragon stuff. Oh, yeah. How to Train oh, yeah. Your Dragon. Yeah. That, that's... I haven't seen the third one. I enjoyed the first two. I haven't read the books, though, so that. I still haven't seen. Well, you should watch the third one at some point. Then we can maybe comment on the trilogy. Maybe. Um, or you could. Well, I have also. I have not seen the third Kung Fu. It's Panda. another one that I can complain about the books about. True. There you go. Use and that salt cast bumper. Finally, it's my favorite activity. Is yeah, <laughs> Being especially about the book. The cloudy with the chance of meatballs, man. They they took they that source material. Yeah, just trashed. Did the something completely material. different. Gosh, it was fun. The, you got Mister T to be the. What, cop. Granted, when when your source material is a picture book, you don't have a lot to go on. Right. Yeah. Man, I, I this is conjuring all those images of like the illustrations in those books that are so wild. Uh, the movie though that was 20th Century Fox, wasn't it? I think it was. It wasn't. It wasn't DreamWorks. Mm, I, I don't, don't think it was think DreamWorks. So. I, what, don't, was but it, it Sony just, or was it? Because if it was Fox, it'd be on Disney Plus, which I don't think it is. Yeah, uh, Sony um, sounds right. Uh, irrelevant, but we're doing it anyway. And th- this was also uh, Phil. This was also Lord and Miller, right? Yeah, I believe so. Which it's like that's a movie that never should have worked, but it kind of ended up working. Yeah, it was Sony. <laughs> Okay. Okay, Sony. Cool. Anyway, not really That's important, a tangent. but uh, shall we um, get into the analysis? I think we've uh, we've pushed it off long enough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. What are some truths we can find in Megamind? You don't have to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You're you're not made for evil. No, nobody is. It's, it can happen due to unfortunate circumstances, and it can be difficult to get out of because of that. You but. are not a gun. You are who you choose to be. But this um, is less who you choose to be and who you were meant to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, it's more about you're destined for greatness, and the yep. greatness is a good thing. It's sort of, uh, yeah, you're not really predestined for anything, like in terms of what you do with your life, but uh, there is a there is an element of like, choice but there's also like a wrong way to choose what to become when it's not really lined up with who you truly are um i suppose in the catholic understanding of it like there's a way where you will be where you live to your fullest potential become more of who you are as you you know mature and advance in your life um if you act in ways that are, are 
more in accord with what you know your natural skills and abilities are and um you know our understanding of vocation and stuff like that but applied to this movie like you know really all along megamind was probably far better set like because he, he was always he wasn't a very good bad guy like he always lost until he won by a fluke and it turned out that he didn't really win he was just sort of let to win um where his abilities were better used for the good of others um and took him a lot of uh, teleology folks yep aristotelian so, metaphysics yep that's what it really drives at so uh and and by the reverse token there's sort of the you know power and responsibility thing Hal has was given power out of nowhere, but had no sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell from the beginning he was kind of a, a, a skis. Yeah, he was kind of uh, unsavory. He was very selfish, and the power he was given only amplified that. Mm-hmm. Where he was sort of he was similar to Megamind in a lot of ways, where he's sort of like a outcast off on his own, um, not really like liked by anybody. Um, kind of awkward, but the difference between him and Megamind is that like that total disregard for other people, right? Like, that inherent selfishness. Because even Megamind, like he grew up with minions. To, he, he thought he was good. He thought he killed uh, Metro Man, and that sort of devastated him. Um, and and Minion is like his best friend and brother. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like technically, yeah, he works for him, and they have the. Uh, the boss minion dynamic, mm-hmm. but it's kind of in name only. Yeah, they're very. It's a very mutual friendship. So it's um, like, so he he is a caring person who cares for people. Mm-hmm. Just it, it's been. He just doesn't know how to. The, I suppose that's the other thing with like Roxanne's character too. Like she's uh, very much. She's not a damsel in distress. Um, and she was never interested in Metro Man. No. She the 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 big buff guy with the powers that was never her thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you know, uh, you've got Mega Mind in disguise being just this smart guy who's kind of reaching her on a level nobody else does. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, she expects as she brings out the best in people, even Mega Mind, the the villain. Yeah. Um, initially taken aback when his true identity is revealed to her, like she comes back around and realizes that. Particularly after uh, Titan goes mad. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, like there's nobody beyond love. I'd be you know loving, so, and you know, giving everyone a chance of redemption, and so that's sort of what uh, Megamind's character ends up doing. So, um. Speaking of chances at redemption, yeah, I guess we can get to goodness. Was that that, that, okay, might, that cool. might be it for two? I just, <laughs> I just found a really good segue. Yep. I just wanted to use it. Now yep. I've called out the segue. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of segues, uh, goodness, what is good in Megamind? I mean, Megamind eventually. Eventually, yes. Um. His relationship with uh, Minion and eventually with Roxanne are like two, you know, it's very, it's very like, you know, real friendship and brotherly bond with Minion that he has. And Minion like calls him out when he needs to be and that type of thing. And even though he, what he's calling him out for is not being evil anymore. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Exhorting him to be the best. And Roxanne does that as well in her relationship with him. Right. Minion's trying to make him the best he can be. He's just trying to make him the best villain because that's all he knows. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And Mega which Knights is in are... fact to make him the least he can be, because goodness is convertible with being, mm-hmm. and therefore evil is convertible with non-being. There we go. I suppose that's sort of Hal's character, because he's made into something he's not. Like he's made to be this hero, but he's like he never was to begin with, and so that's why he ultimately becomes like the super destructive force. I think it's interesting that seeing Hal become the villain is what gives Megamind this perspective on what actually makes a hero. Mm -hmm. And what actually makes a villain, for that matter. Yeah. Indeed. He's like, yeah, I was never really meant to be a bad guy. That that doesn't seem like me. I don't mm want to be that. Because as cartoonishly villainous as Megamind has always been, Hal's just mean Mm -hmm. and screwed up and cruel. And it's like, that's... That's not, not something Megamind can uh, live with. He's like, yep. what have I created? Mm-hmm. So both in his own life and with it's what like, he's done with Hal. All, all Megamind did was rob banks and uh, fight, fight, Metro fight Man the Metro for Man. The, for the fun of it, really. Um, and I suppose, uh, yeah, the, uh, Minion's a good, good um, Roxanne is good. Even Metro Man in his own way. Yeah, kind uh, kind of kind of clueless and kind of yeah, uh, but like his heart's in the right spot, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like you know I'm not he he lets the villain win, so it's like yeah. uh, maybe that wasn't a good move. Yeah, but the same well, cause, probably because he knew Metro Man or Mega Mind, and he was like, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? He's 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 not gonna know what to do with himself. <laughs> um, you know, he even calls him like little buddy at the end of the movie. Like, right, he shows the... up at the at the celebration for him. And he's like, "Good mm-hmm. job, little buddy." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see, Beauty. You know, it's a 2010 animated movie, and it's uh, it's pretty good. It it holds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mean... character design's fun. Uh, you know, Metro or Mega Mind is very distinctive. You know, with the, with the big blue with his mega the big with Mega Mind. Blue. Yeah. Uh, animation is is great. Um, the voice acting, of course, you know Will Ferrell is uh, Mega Mind. All the all the voice actors do a pretty good job, and uh, yes. just a very well written, tightly written and presented film. Yes, and for a 2010 animated film like where animation was at the time, kind of a they, they the created a visual style that worked with the limit within the limitations, so it doesn't look dated mm-hmm. like some movies can sometimes. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, this is. Exaggerated, cartoonish, slightly comic booky, but also with the twenty ten. Yeah, it's it's a coherent yeah. visual style that holds up. Because um, yeah, this makes, came out like around the same time. I suppose was twenty ten. Was that Wally? I no, I thought Wally. I think was Wally a was a little earlier, earlier like two thousand six, two thousand. Oh yeah, you're maybe. right. So no, like oh, up was two thousand nine. So like kind so, yeah. of in that era where like every like animation was getting good. Yeah, it's still getting better. I mean, but mm-hmm. even 2010, it was, it was solid. So on your um, must-watch animated films of the 2000s, I would definitely put this on the list. Also, a uh, fun soundtrack. They yeah. pull a lot of like pop songs and like Bad there's a lot of there's a lot of a. If it were made in the later 2010s, you know, Baldy Eyelash would be in there. <laughs> True, bad, bad guy. guy. But like, uh, Mega Mind's a very um, flamboyant, or not flamboyant, but very theatrical. Yes. So he he incorporates a lot of like ACDC into his yeah. presentation. It's like you know why you're a terrible villain, Titan. 
Because you like. No, no you're a villain, but you're not a super one. And what's the difference? Presentation. Yep. <laughs> As so. he like creates a hologram of his face in the sky to black and black or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it's like Welcome to the Jungle. I think. Oh, Welcome like, to something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good times. Uh, unity. What brings everything together? Become who you are. Yes. That's sort of the. That's sort of and the message of the film. Sometimes who you think you're supposed to be is not isn't. right. Ite inflammate omnia. <laughs> Go set the world on fire. Yep. In whatever way you choose to interpret that. Mm-hmm. In, uh, if I you're mean, villainously as was literally setting the world, the world on, on fire. fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like... Titan uses his laser eyes to carve his name into the cityscape, but it's T I G H T E N mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of like you know like Titan like the like the, the Greek Greek uh, um, large boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man, set the world on fire. So <laughs> quick, quick, quick story. Uh, you know, we we had um, I was doing a, a I forget it was like a history lesson or something with with my mom back in the day. And we were reading about, um, I forget which saint. It was like a missionary or something. And so we had the bad habit of doing our uh, reading lessons in the afternoon on the couch after lunch. Um, So it was very difficult not to fall asleep by accident. So as my mother, my dear sweet mother, was starting to doze off, uh, we were reading about this missionary. And she's like, he set people on fire. For Christ, and it's <laughs> just like too perfect. <laughs> so, <That's good>. anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of setting people on fire, do we have any more comments before we move on? Uh, no, cool. not a one. Nay, nay, nay. Sounds good. All right, well, thanks for listening to the Palladium Papists. You can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating to let us know what you think of the show and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Palapapis. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or complaints or suggestions for future episodes, email us at palladiumpapis at gmail.com. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye. See ya.